All right, ladies and gentlemen,、uh, welcome back. Tenants of Melbourne Convo, City of Love. This is、um, today. I'm very lucky, really lucky to have Gavin. Now, Gavin, you want to say hello to our 50 million friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone, and uh, uh, glad to be here. Yes,、um, Gavin.、Um, knowing that you got or the whole family came from South Africa.、Um, Do you mind if you share with our listeners what's the first impression of Melbourne tennis when you guys came? Mate, that's an excellent question. When we first arrived,、uh, well, back in 2008,、mm-hmm. what's the word? The, the word I can use is like shiwa. We were so impressed. I mean,、wow. we were like tourists. We went to Melbourne Park and had a look, you know, walk around and take you photos.、Uh, we were so impressed with Melbourne Park.、Uh, I don't know. That, Chihuahua is probably the correct word to use.、Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was a very impressive,、um, a very impressive、uh, tennis centre. We would never, we'd never seen anything remotely as good back in, in South Africa. So we were very impressed.、Um, so what brought you to Melbourne? Did you come to Melbourne Park straight away, or were there any like local tennis clubs where you guys were, you know, hanging around? Well, well to be honest, mate, when we first came here, we. We didn't know anything really. We didn't know anyone.、Oh, um, right. All we knew really was Melbourne Park. We'd seen it on TV.、Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, it was like a this other tourist attraction. We wanted to, you know, check it out. So now we didn't know any any clubs.、Uh, the area where we lived,、uh, the closest one、um, uh, was about three or four k's away. So we went to Dendi Park.、Mm-hmm. So you know, we used to go there and you know and practice and what have you.、So、that was our first exposure, also to sort of a semi sort of clay. Mm-hmm. Tennis court that was like totally, totally new to us,、mm-hmm. and then obviously、um, Mark got involved with the Tennis Australia squads,、mm-hmm. and then we got introduced on a playing level to、um, Melbourne Park, which was excellent.、Mm. I did a convo with Mark、um, many years ago, and it was sort of I turned it into a script. Perhaps maybe later on, if I if I found the audio version, I may I may upload. But one of the、mm. story I still find super interesting, and I will probably you probably will have a full story behind it. And、mm. it was back home.、Um, I think it was halfway through a tournament or something like that. And there was some sort of like a during during a match when Mark was maybe eight or nine or something like that, and you're hearing like gunshots or bullets on on the wall or something like that. Do, do, do you maybe tell us the full story behind it? Yeah, look, it's obviously not something we generally、yes. go around telling everyone.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know,、um, it's an unfortunate situation. Things like that unfortunately do happen、mm-hmm. back back in South Africa.、Um, But yeah, it did happen. It was like a junior tournament, and you know, across the road was a bank, and there was a cash heist, and obviously a lot of shooting going on. Yeah.、Um, and then yeah, it did happen. But yeah, it's not something that we normally advertise. It's one of those unfortunate things, unfortunately,、uh, with South Africa that is, you know, is a fair amount of that sort of thing going on.、Mm-hmm. Wrong place, the wrong time. But look, nobody was hurt or injured or anything、Thank、like、God. that.、Um, Thank God. Yeah. But it was quite a, you know, it was quite a traumatic thing for young、mm-hmm. kids to actually. Um, you know, see and hear. It was, you know, it's 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 different. It's not a, it's not a movie when it when it's real life. It's different. Yeah. So now yeah. coming back, and I, I do apologize to brought that up because I was just didn't、mm. know wasn't what which version was correct. But yeah, okay. Well, if we can、mm. move on from from South Africa a little bit, we're、we'll、coming to 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 Melbourne. In terms of、um, playing juniors here versus,、mm. what do you think some of the Australian style, the juniors? 
that you found it really interesting, whether it's, uh, it's, it's the grid or the style or the technique. Did you find it really interesting um, when, when you came over? Came, came over? Um, look, the, the, the first thing that struck us was not so much, I mean, the level obviously was good, but there's just a lot more players of a higher level, you know what I mean? So in our situation with Mark, obviously, you know, he, he was a top junior in South Africa, and I thought, you know, the, the, the standard was fairly similar, but in South Africa, there might have been three or four players of that level, whereas in Australia, there were a lot more, a lot more depth, mm. you know? Um, but uh, I, I think um, the Australian, most Australian juniors, I would say are more, you know, baseliners, aggressive baseliners, mm-hmm. you know, big, big serves and good groundies. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I think in, in South Africa, I suppose, I don't know why, but it was, it was mostly hard court there. They were, you know, encouraged to play a more all court sort of style. Maybe that, maybe, I don't know why, but anyway, so yeah, Mark, um, I think was a little bit different in that regard. He did like, you know, to body and come to net and things like that, which was not always that encouraged by a lot of, um, coaches, I would guess, oh. in Australia, but, you know, that's I'm generalizing here, but I think that would have been my sort of take on, on it when I first got here. Okay, okay. Now, um, obviously, Australia, you know, let's say Melbourne in general. Actually, why Melbourne, not Sydney or Brisbane? It was Google. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't, you know, to be honest, what happened was I was offered a you know, offered a, a job here, mm-hmm. and I had no, no idea. So what we basically did was, or well, I did, I just Googled, you know, you know, what's, you know, you Google best city to live in, in Australia, and it came <laughs> up Melbourne, and we figured, well, that's that's okay. And at the time, Melbourne was always number one place; it was rated number one in the world, actually. <laughs> and uh, and it happened to have the the, the Open tennis, so we figured, oh, well, let's give Melbourne a crack. So that's the rest is history. Yeah. Okay. Now. Um you uh, well, I've bumped into you know several times during during mm. uh, junior tournaments, you know, um, and I still remember you were telling me how you used to play badminton. Now, mm. do you think? Well, are you? Well, did you transfer any badminton skills to tennis uh, for <laughs> for Mark in, in in his early days? Um, when we first got you, uh, you know, we didn't have you know, I wouldn't say we had a lot of money, so you know. We we're still trying to find our feet and and obviously uh, make sure that the boys, because it's also Greg, you know, uh, continue their, their tennis development. We wanted to do that. And you obviously have to invest. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just. So I guess I had to do, I had to learn and learn a lot myself and um, do a bit of research. And I picked up some stuff from coaches over the years. So I had to do basically roll up the sleeves and do a lot of it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I draw my own experiences. So yeah, I think I did actually incorporate incorporate a, a little bit of um, what I what my my personal experiences, and it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, cross training is not a bad thing. Like you know, squash and badminton are both yeah. I think are good, good you know, is a good cross trainer for for tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people don't like it because you have got to use more wrist than that. But I think there are some benefits, um, footwork and hand eye coordination. Um, I like I like doing uh, different things. Mm. So yeah, okay. I, did, I did bring a bit of it into it. And are you super proud of the boys um, that they had table tennis video went viral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was an absolute joke. I mean, that was a joke. That was just a little off the cuff, little you know, fun little video he posted, and then it just went. It actually did go viral, and they kept coming to me and said, "Dad, have you seen him?" And take a guess, and of course I'd be way out. It was, just, it was ridiculous, but I guess that's what people liked about it. It was a real, it was a, um, it was an honest, sincere sort of, very sort of off the cuff, 
mm-hmm. you know, oh, let's let's film it and let's and, and post it and away it went. But yeah, it was quite ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it must have become a regular annual um, posting. <laughs> I think. Now, um, when I spoke to Mark and I said, "Would you say you're the best table tennis <laughs> player out of all the tennis players in the country?" And he confidently, confidently says he'll be right up there if there's a, a 64 draw. He, uh-huh. will, he, he will go up to quarter and semi-final. What's your take? Yep. Uh, I've got 50 bucks on that, for sure. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's, quite an irrita- he's an irritating uh, person to play a tennis. Let's just put it that way. He toys with you, you know, oh. Captain Mars. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's very solid and then... He, if you, if you accuse him of just pushing, then just whacks the ball and finishes you off. So I think it's almost, he wants to make a match out of it sometimes. Mm. You know, that's, that's the feeling that I get. You know, I've given up playing against him. It's mm. pretty frustrating. Now, I, I noticed that when he posts on videos, it's usually like, you know, the highlights, you know, the rallies. Now, mm. behind those cameras, were there times where the boys were having a bit of conflict about table tennis and they were too, going to become too competitive? Um... To be honest, no. I, I mean, both boys are a, a little bit different, and um, I don't even think they've ever fought once, to be honest. I don't think they've ever fought once. So, yeah, they they both get on very well. Um, very lucky in that regard. Uh, they're both super competitive, I must mm-hmm. say. They're very, and that's what drives them on to do those things, but they actually uh, they enjoy it. They really do enjoy the comp- they, they enjoy the competition on anything. Mm. You know, tennis, table tennis, you know, nice. they enjoy that. Now, do you get down to the to the table tennis table and have a hit with with the boys and just uh, keeping your? I guess it's slightly different with badminton, but do you did you have a crack and see if you can beat Pullman's and um, things like that? No, like I don't know. I haven't got the um, you know like Greg. He'll try and take him on and keep on it on. But I think I went to Guaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a have a couple of rallies and I, I, you know, I only try and fight the battles I can win. Let's put it that way. Right. Okay. Now I think. <laughs> If my memory served me right, you know, coming slowly, coming back to tennis, I remember I watched you or I saw you maybe about a year or two years ago and um, it was in Mornington and then um, you were, I don't know, I think I think it was Greg was playing that tournament and then there was a bit of break and then you were watching Mark off your laptop. Now, oh, yeah. what's it like keeping everything sort of like making sure everything is right? Like, is it? Do you have to watch any matches like two o'clock in the morning and things like that? Oh, we do because uh, we enjoy it. To be honest, I mean it's quite a thrill, and you know, uh, you know, he's going to ask us questions about the game. You know, mm-hmm. and we have, you know, not we have to, but we do. What well, we watched the game, we played. Uh, well, two nights ago, I'm still recovering. I was in Cologne. I think they kicked off at two thirty. Yeah. Finished. Finished at about sort of five o'clock. And yeah. yeah, it's we do it. I mean, it's it's fun for us. It's, it's we all we all love it, man. To be honest, yeah. So mm-hmm. definitely, wherever we can, we'll switch a computer on, iPad or whatever, and and try and watch the games as best we can. We don't we don't miss too many. I can tell you, probably less than a handful. Right. Okay. Now, as a tennis parent, what do you mm-hmm. think? Um the kids, you know, junior junior tennis players around the country, they can mm. learn one thing or two things from, say, French Open? Mm. What they can learn from the French Open? Mm. Well, I, I think well, it's, it's actually applies to everything. I reckon, you know, you have to focus on things you can control. And I mean, like a lot of people are complaining about the balls are heavy and the conditions were slow and mm-hmm. 
rainy. I mean, some of those, the one match that Mark played, it was actually pretty much drizzling the whole time. Wow. So the, there is no, um, there's no time for sooking or carrying on or, you know, oh, rain and this and that. You have to just get on. Um, you have to get on with it, solve the problem, and then just try your best to do what you, to do your best you can in those circumstances. You know what I mean? So positive, I suppose. And uh, I think I think the French Open this year was a classic example. It was totally different to normal. It was played later in the year. Mm-hmm. You know, as I said, all those conditions are totally different. New balls, but the ones the guys that got through, the ones that didn't complain and just got on with it and just um, and just you know played what was in front of them. I think. I think that there's a lot to be said in that. That could happen anywhere. If the sun's in your eyes or mm-hmm. the wind is blowing, you know, that's just, that's part of tennis. It's part of the game. As a parent, what were some of the things that you tell your kids or children after a match? And mm. I know, like, I go to a lot of junior tournaments a lot. And a lot of times mm. when I see parents talking to kids or, you know, they're like, how did you go? Like, did you win or not? You know, they always, they tend to focus on. And mm-hmm. I, I know in 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 your like in, in in Mark's level, yeah, exactly. In Mark's level, it's now right up there. So, as a parent, obviously, you know, coaching is mm. you know let the coaches do the coaching. But as a parent, are you aware of you know the timing of your your delivery or context mm. of the delivery? Are there any tips how a good or great tennis parent can put it the right thing at the right place for kids to really be hungry for mm. the next match? Yeah, you know, whether it was subconscious or not, I think that is a, a massive thing because, you know, you know, you can be a tennis parent, but you can also be the biggest supporter. And sometimes you can even be you know, a semi-coach because there are some parents who are coaches as well. Mm. And it's not easy sort of um, separating those, those lines. But yeah, as you said, timing is important. For me, I mean, right from a young age, even now, you know, you, you've got to focus your feedback um, on effort, you know, as opposed to uh, results oriented all the time. Because you know, you're going to lose more in tennis than you win. You know what I mean, so if you're going to be focusing your feedback on the result, it's always going to be negative. And we've really been had a conscious effort, always trying to be positive at all times, win or lose, positive. So. A lot of the feedback after the game will be, you know, good effort, or, you know, r- really good effort. Uh, this worked well, and you know that didn't work so well, but that that was really good. You know, positive, I think, is the way to go. And then um, once, you know, maybe the next day, you could actually then say, okay, look, you know, this maybe I felt you could Im- improve on this or improve on that. You can still give constructive feedback in a in a positive way, and I think that's a lot of I think that's an important skill for for any ten- tennis parent, especially for young kids. Mm. You know, when you get to twenty twenty one, you can say, "Geez, mate, that was a, that was a, wasn't the best today." And then that's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But young kids, you know, seven to thirteen or fourteen, they can get a bit defensive, and it can not end well. Mm. Um, going back to what we just said, now there were, and I've personally felt that um, between say eleven to fourteen. Uh, many mm. junior players focus way too much. When I say way too much, I need to say mm. it one more time. Way too much on results yeah. as well Absolutely. as ranking. Yeah. What yeah. were some of the different perspective to different take as a parent who sees things a little bit long, long term? Mm. And mm-hmm. how do you sort of come in and sort of give advices for, for parents like that? Yeah, you know, I mean, to be honest, I, 
a lot of parents have actually asked me that, and I, I do can't help parents, but it's, it's, it's only natural to focus on the results. I mean, like every time you watch TV, it's always, if it's footy, it's always about who wins and who loses, not about who played well, but who wins or who loses. And unfortunately, that doesn't work well with young junior players. It's got to be a growth, growth orientated, getting better, because there's no good a young kid winning and just pushing the ball and winning. To me, that is, mate, there's no, there's no, what's the use of that? You know, and when you get to 17, 18, you're going to get absolutely crushed off the court by just pushing the ball, you know? Mm. So, um, I, I would, I would recommend to, to parents to try not to focus too much on the results, especially when their emotions are a little bit raw just after a game, you know, especially if it hasn't gone, the result hasn't gone your way. You can still get positives mm. out of it, you know? And I think, it's you know um, that's the best, and if if, if it, sometimes it means getting into the practice court the next day or straight away, go and do that. So, okay, well, unlucky there, good effort. Let's go and let's go and practice some shots. Let's go and do it right now. Do that. Do mm. something. Do something positive. Mm. Uh, I think right. anything as long as it's positive. That's 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 the advice I would give any tennis parent. As difficult as it can be. Yeah. Now, um, w- w- without naming names, um, hmm. do you think that? When, 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 when the boys were growing up, or even just you around tennis, and you see mm. certain, say, player or players who has way um, uh, much better talent or than, than Mark and just have much better mm. future, but then once mm. they, he or they hit to, you know, 18 and 19 and then stop playing simply because mm-hmm. they're, his, 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 uh, his, his team or his surrounding became too noisy, became too distracted, too negative, mm. and then they stop. Mm. He or she stop. They, he, or they start playing tennis, and you you go, oh, you know, my boy is still playing. You know, I really wish I could tell this particular boy or, or people that you know, if you just hang on to it, you can be right now traveling with Mark. You know, still playing in in a professional level. Oh, mate, there's plenty, plenty players like that. Wow. I mean, uh, uh, you know. Look, but, but by no means is Mark to, is Mark arrived. If you talk about Mark, he hasn't arrived. He has still got a long way to go, right? So mm-hmm. that growth thing, he has still got to improve a lot of things. He's by no means arrived. Um, so we talk very down to earth with him as if yeah, there's no um, getting out the red carpet or anything like that. This is just normal mm-hmm. um, part of the journey, right? But um, so many, oh, it's actually so many, if I could say the word talented, there's been a lot more players that, if you look to the naked eye, look a lot more talented at Mark. There's no question. Mm. Um, but um, talent is a you know I, I view a positive a positive approach and always wanting to improve and working on your weaknesses and and never giving up. That's a talent as well. In fact, that's a talent that's often overlooked, especially mm. in a I suppose you could say like a gladiatorial type of sport like tennis it's, you know it doesn't matter who wins the warm up mate it's who, who, who wins the match three nights later is often is, 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 is the thing you know anyone can look great in the warm up I can look good in the warm up as well um, and I, I think um, oh, hold on what, uh, you know, sorry I, um, yeah okay what, uh, one second I think uh, just one second okay sorry guys about that it was a bit of a um, uh, technical issues Gavin um, yeah so let's go back to the talented um, players who no longer playing, and um, and you saw so many of them. And yeah. um, please continue. My apologies again. No, no, no. That's okay. I mean, and I, I think it can happen more in. I don't know. Maybe you know, Australia is a good example where that can happen. I think there's so many. If you don't travel, there's so many good players in other countries. You know, obviously Europe and uh, and North America. That um, 
you know, you need to realize there's no good being a big, uh, a big fish in a, in a small pond. It doesn't, that doesn't help. And as, as soon as, as soon as you go overseas and you start losing a lot more than what you normally do, it can be quite, uh, disp- you know, desponding, you know. Um, and I think, like in Mark's case, you know, we have, he's never had that problem, you know. Um, he doesn't like losing, but, you know, if, if you've got a growth mindset, it helps you to accept losing and learn from it. And then eventually you'll win more. It's funny how it works. Mm-hmm. But that that is that is the truth. I mean, that is exactly how it's been. And uh, he's always trying to improve on his so-called weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And those weaknesses, funny enough, now at, at 23, some of those weaknesses which have I've been, um, you know, obviously, you know, things get back to me. Um, those weaknesses are actually now becoming a strength, mm. which is quite ar- ironic. <laughs> and it's something that we always knew as possible. It is, it's harder. Not everyone has got a number one serve in the world like a curiosity. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. most normal people have to work very, very hard on improving their weaknesses to get to where they want to get. And I think that's the name of the game. That, that's so so important because when you say very, very hard, um, behind that very, very hard, whether it's work, huh. you parents or, or coaches, yeah. you've got to have some hard conversations. Now, yeah. um, without going into too much detail, what kind of hard conversation do you do you tell, say, players like Mark, where do you sit down and we go, all right, so here's the numbers, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you've been doing this right, but you're doing this, and then the last six months, this and this happened. So mm. you and your coach or, or, or whatever, yeah. you've got to start working on this. So will there, will there yeah. have to be times, you know, every three months or every six months, you look at, look back or reflect and, and um, just have a hard, hard conversation? No, it'd be more like lots of little conversations all along the way. Uh, sort of, everyone knows what the, what the aim is. You know, we want to try and, let's say, for example, we want to we want to try and get you to be a really good player when you're 23 or 24. So when you when you're 15 or 16, as long as you know that okay, I want to try and get to that's where I, I haven't that's where I want to get to, and I think that that helps a lot in, in uh, overcoming um, adversity and also wanting to keep training and improving all the time. And then when that coach. The coach, if everyone is on the same wavelength, it's easy to make changes. I mean, I'll give you an example. I think Mark would have been 14 or 15, I can't remember, but he would have been, let's say, top three-ranked junior or whatever uh, in, the, in the country. And we decided, look, you know, we think your group's a little bit too extreme, you know, it's a little bit, you know, too much spin going forward, and you, just, you know, uh, it, it's not going to really work well in your 23, 24. I mean, mm-hmm. not everyone's like rough on the doll, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so we we changed his grip, bought it a bit more, we closed it a bit, and, uh, you know, he lost a couple of matches, but then after a couple of months, you know, it felt normal, and then he was able to go another level. I think those are sort of tough. You've heard about um, some players going to one-handed backhand or going from one to two-handed backhand. There's those sort of tough decisions that can be made if everyone has a, a long-term growth sort of approach, mm. you know? Wow. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Now, so how much does technology take place um, in the recent years? Do you break down to things like the technical or the, you know, um, you know, just like the even just the fundamentals like the serving and, and forehand? Mm. Are, are you are you guys making adjustments, you know, throughout different season or during the training blocks? Look, I think as like if you're talking specifically about Mark, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he obviously he's professional now, right? So the the higher level you go, I think technology does come into more and more. So now a lot of the conversations will be a, be around stats, mm-hmm. you know, first set percentages, second set percentages, points one, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, what's your return percentage? Because that's, that's, you know, now you're hunting for the, 
the one percenters, you know, and you get to that level. You know, it's not about how to hit a forehand or a backhand. You know, generally it's more about this one percenters. So it isn't quite important. Um, I was quite blown away at the Oz Open this year. You know, Tennis Australia have some people there who provide stats. So you know, mm-hmm. so like playing with say Kukushkin, um, bang would have. All the stats on Kukushkin, uh, this is where most of your serves on, on hand or, you know, match points or big points. He likes to serve in the side like that serve. You know, most pushed out wide, he always goes straight. You know, it's amazing. And then they can condense it. You know, you can, okay, I want to look at uh, drop shots or forehand cross courts and bang, it's, it's all there. It's quite amazing. And then a lot of it's live. So even while the match was going on, we had the guys sitting next to us. Mm. And, and um, giving us darts and information literally real time. Wow. So it, it gets to that level the higher you go up. And then on the technology side of things, I mean, all the kids like technology. You know, you start, it's very easy to film things now straight away and you can slow mo Even a normal iPhone, you use it all the time. It's really good to slow things down and, and film it. Film, um, you actually went and bought a GoPro, so I actually filmed some of the sessions and watch it later and talk about things and the coach talk about this. And now you can use technology in a very positive way nowadays. Mm. It's a lot easier now. Okay. Now, um, in, in your experience and opinion, now, mm. obviously, you said you don't really coach Mark as such. You, you're trying to be mm. the parent side. Now, in, mm. in your uh, looking from the side, what would you say uh, one difference between a good coach and a great coach? You know, that, that's, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, I think... It, a great coach has to almost be like family. I mean, it literally has to be like family. It can't just be about money, you know, and that's, I mean, everyone's going to make a living in that, but it can't just be about the money. The money needs to follow, you know what I mean? So, and I, to me, I think that has been quite, a, quite an important thing because that's, when that's the case, that's when the passion comes through and, you know, do the extra one percenters and, it can't just be about the money. I think that's an important, not just tennis, I reckon that'd be important for all, all sports, you know. All the top coaches are, um, need to be, need to be in the fight, you know. You need to be with the person, good and bad, at all times. Um, be a team player, you have to be a team player. So, like, the good coaches, I don't think are scared of parents, or so they actually embrace the parents. And I think that's <laughs> massively important. I don't think, you know, you need to have the parents on board, otherwise, it's not going to end well for anyone, including the player. <laughs> so, um, if, if, yeah, I mean, I'm just being honest. That's my opinion. Yes. You know, but uh, I think that's the sign of a, a good coach is not scared mm-hmm. to um, have people, um, you know, in, involved and um, and you mm-hmm. don't be scared to ask for advice from other people as well. I think that's important. Mm. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> when it's funny you say that. Uh, when parents can can scare the the coach, away. I literally can uh, not experience, but I have seen and heard things like that, and uh, it it, did, it does turn out really sour and ugly, you know. So I, I think that mm. it's it it happens. So for all the listeners out there, this these kind of things happen. What everything yeah. that Gavin said is raw. It's it's not something made up. It's not something you just Google. It's it's actually raw. Like even yeah, yeah even you no, know, the, the, because you know right from the start, Gavin said. Um, Melbourne has great facility. That means, obviously, our population, tennis population or family, is much, much bigger compared to other places. So these yeah. kind of things do happen. So mm. for me, from from my side, the first time I'm meeting um, 
uh, Mark when he was in, I think was he was maybe 16, and he was playing big hardcore championship. He played against like James Lemke, you know. That uh-huh. was, that's many, many years ago. And he was just, you know, very focused. So one thing I do appreciate that Mark, when he's, when he, when he was around, you know, playing AMT Platinums, he was very uh-huh. focused and it inspired a lot of young generation of young, the, the players around him and they're really trying uh-huh. to, you know, and I'm not sure you, you, you noticed this, you know, as Tennis of Melbourne founder, when Mark actually won one round in, 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 a, in a Grand Slam. Everyone was saying, hey, can you please resend the Mark Pullman's convo again out so people can hear it again? And no joke. And I was like, okay, this is, this is for you. And, and it's not because his performance, it's his character. It is so, one is humble. And number two, I can tell you, if I have to list top 10 most well-mannered player, both men and women, boys and girls, Mark will be right up there. Even even you would probably know, uh, early last year, 2019, you, uh, Mark was, I think Mark was there with Greg at the Royal Park Tennis Club for an AMT. And Mark would still come up to me and say hello just when he was 16, you know, as a sports trainer. He would say hello. And then he would share some of the things. Oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm leaving so-and-so for a few months now. I'm just you know, watching Greg, that I was like, one, such a good brother, and two, such a beautiful human being, and, oh. and, and I think that, you, you can't lose, you, you, you gotta say, you and Nick, Nicky, um, oh. giving him or the boys so much, so, behalf of Tennis Melbourne, I want to thank you guys, thank you for the team, and just being such a good role model, and gotta say, so many people asking me, says, where was that Mark Pullman's convo you did earlier, I said, oh, there you go, so, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, Tom, thanks, mate, you, don't you make me tear up here, man, that's very nice compliment, you know, thanks for that, I mean, that's, oh, you know, yeah, that's very kind words, and, no, I, mean, I must be honest, I mean, you know, both the boys, we're very lucky, and we, I think maybe, you know, with us all coming to Australia, we, we didn't know anyone, so we, we're quite a quite, uh, very tight-knit sort of family. We're all, you know, we all get on well. We're very close. We're mm. very close, mate, and um, I think that probably, that might have something to do with it as well, you know. You know, when um, you, you face adversity, if I can put it, some, put it like that, or very different circumstances, you you have to draw on the people around you, you know, and, and uh, that's worked out well for us, you know, and... Um, it's opened up opportunities, and I guess from my side, I mean, you know, from the Palmers family, a big thank you to to Australia and, and specifically Melbourne and, and the tennis fraternity. I mean, it's it really has been a dream come true for us. You know, it's yeah. would have thought that we, we come from a little a little town south of a of a city called Durban, it was pretty much like a holiday yeah. a holiday resort. I mean, the, the odds, the chances of someone from that town playing in a grand slam and winning around, I tell you, it must be one in them. Couple of million, it's wow. ridiculous. So, <laughs> so Australia still, you know, you can. There's still for any kid if we can do it. Any other, you know, a lot of kids can do it. It is opportunity mm. in, a, in a place like Australia, you know, which we're very grateful for that. Okay, and and look, I just on on top of what I just said earlier, I feel like. One thing I do really have to point out for all the listeners out there, whether you're Mark Pullman's uh, fan, you know, just be mindful that all the things I said, it's never about Mark's how well Mark's hit his forehand, how what mm. kind of what kind of player he. Because yeah. I, I, I'm not yeah. here to critique or, or say anything about how to play, how to hit a forehand, how to win. 
It's yeah. always keep it always down to the person himself, the character, yeah. the because that's, that's the right. fundamental strength of any player. Because before you want to be a player, you have to be a good person. And this that's quote right. came from Tony Nadell. You know, he he said to Nadell, yeah. you know, uh, Rafa in since day one, I said, look, I'm not trying to make you the best player. I want you to be the best person. You know, on and off the court. And I think that's right. Mark is definitely is demonstrating a lot and. In my opinion, um, I hope Mark, when if you're listening, if you ever come to Melbourne, just hang around in local tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a rock star. No, look, that's good. It's funny you mentioned the Dolls because uh, if, if any any kid out there is listening, just go and listen to Rafael and the Dolls post-match uh, interviews, and you will see exactly what I mean. He is always focusing about the next point or a growth mentality, even at, at his level. You know, and mm. uh, to be honest, I think. Mark's maybe maybe copied a bit of that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that, and um, it's it's worked for Rafa. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then look, um, I, I think um, what's the word? Law, law of attractions. If you want to be great, you're gonna follow someone who's great. And and yes, again, as you yes. said, nothing wrong with how many kids out there, you know. Uh, pre-COVID, you know, everyone trying to, when they're on the court at Dendi Park, they're trying to forehand hit like Rafa. Unfortunately, not everyone can execute. No. No. However, however, that is a a good idea because you got someone to look up to, but then it always mm. really comes down to, you know, whether you have coach who, or, or specialist who can really break down to with a technique, but that's another whole story. But you want to have story, someone yeah. to look up to where who just won 13 Grand Slam and who's been so consistent, lost two matches the whole career. You know, one has mm. well, I think one is Robin Sutherland and another one was is, is Novak. So mm. you know, and and right. someone was asking me the other day on you know, I was like, hey Tom, you know, I think that's too much for Nadell. Everywhere I see is Nadell, and I, and I I pretty much said in in a very in a professional manner, I said it's not Rafa everywhere. It's his mm. consistency. It's yeah. it's not it's not his performance. It's his consistency. And mm. every time, and I can tell you, last decade, and I, I believe, I hope you believe, you know, you, you're with me for this mm. as well. Is that every time you think about clay, you think about Rafa, no mm. doubt about it. And when it's French Open, that's his, that is his bread and butter. You know, so mm. when people mm. go, oh, Rafa, and I'm over fatigued. Well, you know what? You know, you got to get used to it for the at least the next three five years because he's still going to dominate the way he he did you know a few days ago. So that's right. Well, yeah. his character suits Clay, doesn't it? Correct. Uh, and it suits Clay the most, mm-hmm. and that's why he does the best on 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 Clay. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Okay. The dog, the dog of determination. Yeah. Mm. Now, um, if we if you don't mind, um, we're going to mm-hmm. slowly switch on to something lighter. So, but before that, mm-hmm. tennis of Melbourne is about appreciation. So um, anyone and everyone, drop names if you want. You want to thank uh, all this time, all these years uh, with with a tennis journey as a family or as an individual or as for Mark. Mm. So this is your time. Take it as long as you want. Gav, take it away. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of coaches, you know, we need to thank that have helped Mark along the way. And Tony for Mark is one of them. He, he started coaching Mark when he was, was four years old back in, uh, in Madison Toti in Durban, South Africa. You know, uh, he actually lives in Melbourne. So, you know, he, you know, he's, he lives in Melbourne, which is great. He's known Mark the longest. Um, the other coaches, you know, John McCurdy, you know, Peter Lutzak, Peter Lutzak is very good. Wayne Arthurs, you know, there's a couple of guys from, from, from TA. 
got to thank um, Tennis Australia. They really helped us a lot when Mark was 12 or 13 and was able to travel overseas and, and gain invaluable um, experience and, and accelerate his, his development. Um, his club, Kriong, has helped a lot financially as well in terms of providing resources, you know, as a team um, toward, towards the journey. And, you know, I just hope I haven't missed out anyone, but there's a couple of people as well on the strength and conditioning side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Dave Molino's helped with, with Mark on, the, on that. And currently, you know, we've got a coach uh, based in Poland and a strength and conditioning guy based in, in Canada. So they, they're assisting it as well. Um, so, yeah, there's loads of people to thank. And uh, as I said, you know, we, the journey's not over. <laughs> this is still only not even just getting out of the docks. You know, we're still pretty early days. Uh, we've still got a lot of things we want to accomplish. but And uh, hopefully... Um, some of those people that I've mentioned will still be involved in that journey. Yeah. So, Tom, yeah, thanks for the for the for that. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes, um, yeah, thank you, everyone. And uh, Gavin, I just want to deeply thank you again on behalf of Tennis Melbourne because, um, you know, you, you guys, you know, I got to say, I, I've been around tennis long enough to tell you that I have mm. not heard a single bad word about Mark and you or anyone. Thanks. Not a single. No. You know, um, I'm not 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 saying I'm reaching out to hear gossip or anything, but when you know, you know what I mean. Like, by people, when people yeah. talk, and you just go, "Wow, Mark's been done. You've been doing some great stuff for for, for tennis, you know, and uh, across the country." So, I want to say thank you. Yeah. So, um, and thanks, again, Mark. if there's anyone who's got any questions uh, about this convo, feel free to leave it to me, and I will pass on to. Gavin or Mark in the future because uh, we do really need a lot of great tennis parents like Gavin and Nikki and also great players like Mark, you know, and I think that, you know, um, yeah, tennis tennis is going to get bigger and stronger, you know, in the years to come. So um, until then, everyone, thank you very much for for listening on uh, Spotify and CastBox. Uh, We're reaching well over 30,000 times played now. So, Gavin, if you like, uh, you want to say, yeah, I know, you want to say goodbye to all our 50 million listeners. Goodbye to everyone and uh, keep working hard. Um, One thing I think we can try and take up in this conversation is uh, please focus on on a growth mindset as opposed to results for young kids. Beautiful, beautiful. Church on that. That's that. All right. Thanks, Gavin. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Cheers, mate. All right, guys, uh, really apology halfway through. I uh, have a bit of a technical issue, so now um, hopefully you guys enjoy the convo. Feel free to share. My name's Tom, Tennis of Melbourne Convo, City of Love. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>